0: Good morning, everyone. Good night of Shabbos. Hope you have a wonderful day. We continue. We left mm. off. We're starting the fifth chapter in the Darim, Hashem's help. On the top of page forty-five, B. It be in, uh, for the four shalimah, for, for uh, Rivka bas janina. Rivka bas janina. have a four Amen partners in a courtyard that each one made a vow prohibiting the other one from deriving benefits from the other each one made a vow I'm not allowed to benefit from the other that the other one's property is prohibited to himself remember you can't prohibit someone else's property to someone else for themselves but for yourself I can prohibit myself or someone else's property each partner says the other one is prohibited you prohibit a minor what would be in the reverse what if the, each one made a vow that the other one can benefit from him? That I think will discuss. But the mission is discussing course, yes, that I can't benefit from the other. So what do you do? So the Mishnah says, I they're forbidden to enter the courtyard. Because by entering the courtyard, they're going to be benefiting from the other. Since they're partners, and the courtyard belongs to both of them, so if they're entering their own courtyard it's not their own it it they're together they own the courtyard together every section of the courtyard is owned you can't say well half is mine and the other half is yours no that's not the way partnership works partners is the total partners every inch belongs to both of them so if i step into the ground i'm benefiting from your from your ground so they can't step foot into the into into, the, into their shared property even though we learned it's an argument such a minor benefit you know, it's called vitter. What's the big deal? I don't care. It's not, it doesn't give me uh, he's stepping on my ground. He's stepping, passing through. But but nevertheless, there's an opinion that says no. That even uh, even a, a vitter, even a small thing, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to benefit. Say, I don't. Am not going to benefit? I mean anything, any benefit, even a slight benefit, a tiny benefit. I'm not allowed. says he argues he says no they're allowed to enter into the courtyard because each one is entering into his own courtyard he's entering into his half his half belongs to each one when he enters he's entering into his portion See, so he understands partnership differently than the rabbis it doesn't mean you have to stand in your half you have to make a line and you can't step foot it. D- it means no, wherever you're walking when you're walking, that part belongs to you. This is a, a, a fundamental question. The concept of Breda. That it, when I use my field, it retroactively it clarifies that this is mine. Even though when we made the partnership, I didn't designate this is mine and that's yours. Like we're half a half. But the fact when I use it, and it clarifies retroactively that the part that I'm using, now it's mine. In other words, each one has, pro- has rights to the full property. When you use it, it's yours. When I use it, it's mine. partnership, If it's a small courtyard, you can't say that this half is mine and that half is yours. Each one of them is going to use the entire courtyard. But it means that in time, when you use it, it's yours, 100% yours, that's the partnership. And when I use it, it's mine. So therefore, when I'm using it, I'm using it, my, it's mine, it's not yours. So I'm not benefiting from you. So I'm entering my own courtyard. Rabbis say, no, there's no, you can't say retroactively, it was clarified, No. So, everything is intermingled. Every inch belongs to both. So, I'm stepping simultaneously on mine and yours. And therefore, since you both made a vow, neither of them can enter the courtyard. Even though each partner has a right to use the land, how do you deprive him of using the land? He has a right. They both have a right, and the right should override everything else. You, you, yes, we're partners partners belongs to you, but I have a right to use the land. Why are you telling me I can't enter into the land? But since each partner owns the entire land, each inch is owned by both of them, and making a vow overrides any commitment that you have, any lien that you have, any right that you have, lien or legal right that you have to walk through the property, even though you have a right to walk through my property. You're saying every inch is owned by both. So how can I step foot? How can anyone step foot into the property? It's not yours, it's mine, no partnership means that I'm giving you the right to enter into my property. That's the definition of partnership. It's a lien. There's a, there's a right that you all bought. So even though it's my property, every inch belongs to the other person. The other person sold you the right to enter into his property if the whole, it's as if the whole field was his and he gave you a right to enter it. I bought that right. So what are you telling me I can't enter into your property? I have a right to enter into the property. I bought that right. But it doesn't matter. Since you made a vow, since the ownership is owned every inch is owned by both and you made a vow it becomes sacred to you and therefore that overrides any lien any right that you have that you bought you can't it's sacred to you you can't step foot into that property does the law follow? the law follows actually the Kabbalah Zab Yaki. that we do say bereda the question is that asked there are many the Gemara says that we don't say bereda halachically when it comes to biblical law we don't say bereda Why in this case, as the Gemara say, we do say Breda? It's a biblical law. You made a vow. Breda means, right, something is undetermined, but at the time, at the time in the beginning it was undetermined, now it's determined. So you say retroactively, it's as if you said, at this time it's yours, 100% yours. And at that time it's 100% not yours. In other words, that's the meaning of partnership. When you use it, it's 100% yours, you're stepping foot into your own, when I use it, it's mine. Even though it wasn't clarified, it wasn't determined. But it's as if it was determined at the outset. The, gives, uh, okay. the example the Gemada gives is a person writes a get, a divorce. He has a few wives. He writes a get. He tells the, the safe the scribe to write a get for his wife and they all have the same name. But he says a get has to be written for the wife you're divorcing. He says, I don't know yet which wife I'm gonna divorce. But uh, just write the get. And later on, when he chooses the wife, it's retroactive. And that's the one he had in mind, even though when he wrote it, he didn't have a mind. He didn't know which one. It could have been this, it could have been that. That's what it means. Retroactively, it clarifies that it was written. He says, it's written for the one I'm going to divorce. I didn't yet decide, but whenever I decide, it's as if, it's as if I already determined it at the time it was written. Here, the Gemara says, Bereda doesn't help. You can't rely on retroactive clarification to claim that it was done lishma. It wasn't when you wrote the get. You didn't know who you're writing the divorce for, the bill of divorce for. So it's not valid. But our case is different because here it was it was set in the outset. It was already made up. The definition of a partnership means we both get to use it. When you use it, it's your turn. My, we both have turns. We both get to share. So, but we didn't decide, we didn't clarify which minute it's yours and which hour it's yours and which day is yours and when you're going to use it. But so that's okay. The details that you do later, that does work retroactively. That you could say retroactively, it's as if you spelled it out. A Monday between 12 o'clock, it's yours. Even though you didn't spell it out, it's as if you spelled it out because that was the whole understanding of the on the outset. Because that was the intent because it's too small to divide, it was a tiny courtyard. You can't say. Th- You can draw a line, this half half is mine, that half is yours. So the only way to divide it is in usage. You're going to use it one day, I'll use it a different day. So, So in the outset, that was the context, that was the understanding. Just the details he didn't spell out. So the details, that could work retroactively. The whole understanding of the partnership is that each one is acquiring the full property for the usage of a certain time. A certain time when he gets to use it, it's his. But what if it's a huge field, a huge courtyard that could be divided physically? And they didn't divide it. Then you can say that was the initial outset, that was the initial understanding. Okay. that each one is going to use it. When he uses it, it's 100% his. Why? You have another way of dividing it. Physically, you drawing a line in the, in the sand and saying this this part is yours and that part is yours. So since you didn't do it at the outset, you just did it later on, you can't say that retroactively. This is the equivalent of the get, the case of the get. You can't say retroactively, this was his and this was his. No, you never you never clarified that. So therefore the vow should be effective. But Rabbi, the rabbis disagree with Rabbeleza and Menyakov, and they say the whole concept of Bereda, even in this case, even if it's a small courtyard, and the initial understanding was that each one is going to get to use it, and when it's yours, it's 100% yours, and later we just have to figure out the details. And later on, when each one uses it, the rabbis say you can't say retroactively this detail it's as if they spelled it out in the beginning. No, it's just they did not spell it out in the beginning. Translation. So therefore, each partner, we have to view the, the, the partnership as each one is a 100% partner in every inch of the property. Even when he uses it, I'm using not my courtyard, I'm using both of our courtyards, including the other one. And therefore, since I made a vow, I can't, I can't use it. There are other explanations that argue, argues, even in the case of a big courtyard. But anyway, let, let, let's go with this now. We continue on 46a. Let's go to the, till the end of the mission. And both are prohibited from installing a mill or an oven or to raise chickens in the courtyard. So they're, 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 they're not- in other words, even Ablesim and, yake. and yake only gives them permission to enter the courtyard. It's <laughs> not because, because when they're entering the courtyard, then it's yours. They, what would they do but Belezeb and Yaakov agrees you can't work. use the courtyard for to raise your chickens and, and or to, to, go to go set go up to a mill or an oven because each one, each partner can legally stop the other one for a long time. It's one thing to enter and to use it temporarily so that's partly yours and partly yours but to set up shop To permanently put up something, the other one, no, we're both partners, I I don't want this, I'm not interested, I don't like it, he can veto it. Since he can veto it. So then it means that you're you're entrenching in the other person, you're benefiting from the other person. Mm -hmm. And that's not allowed. The commission continued. what if only one of the partners was subject to another prohibiting him to benefit from his other he made a vow he's not going to benefit from his other partner the other partner didn't make a vow mm-hmm. he's not allowed to enter into the courtyard his partner could his partner never made a vow his partner didn't say my, I can't benefit from my partner he made a vow he can't benefit from his partner he's not allowed to enter he says no Because again I'm entering into myself There's a When I enter into the courtyard And I use the courtyard I'm entering into my own courtyard There's a It's retroactive It's as if we made up at the beginning When we enter into the partnership When I use it It's 100% mine And when you use it It's 100% yours right. And we force The one who took the vow To sell a shear of the courtyard. Since his use of the yard is restricted. His partner's uh, use is unrestricted. So we're worried that he's going to be jealous. According to the rabbis that say that he can't enter into the courtyard and we force him to sell. Because he's going to be He's going to be jealous. My partner can walk around freely and use it freely. I'm restricted. I'm not allowed to enter. Hmm. So therefore, he may come to violate the vow, so we don't allow the status quo to linger. We force him to sell it to the partner, who has no restrictions. Mm -hmm. Uh, So on from the street. Was subject to a vow. Prohibiting him from benefiting from one of the partners around the courtyard one of the customers was not allowed to, one of the partners made a vow, he can't benefit from me. Is he allowed to enter into the courtyard or not? He can't enter into the courtyard. Because again, every inch that he steps into the courtyard, it belongs to both of them. So he's benefiting from one of the partners which made a vow that, that he, he can't benefit from him. says, no, this I can say I'm entering into his portion and not into my and not into your portion. So I'm not benefiting from you. I'm benefiting from your partner, which is perfectly okay. So even though it's one thing to say, yes, Bereda, when the partner enters the courtyard, you can say retroactively at that moment it belongs to him. When the customer enters the courtyard, yes, I'm, I'm not looking for you. I'm looking for your partner. So and Yaakov hold. even in that case, even in that case, you can still say the concept of Bereda. Even the stranger can claim that he's entering and stepping into the courtyard of the, of the partner and not his courtyard. Only we're talking about when the customer enters for the sake of the partner. The partner needs something or he needs to buy something from the partner, get something from the partner. But he can't just enter stam. I just want to enter because I'm walking in his property. No, no, no. <laughs> Only when you when you do it, when you're in the interest of the partner, the other partner, then he can say, since it's in his, his interest, and he's allowed to use the field, the courtyard, for his interest. So now I'm entering in his courtyard. When I enter, it's his courtyard. court. And It continues. Hamud, and i not So on a subject of vow, it is <laughs> not allowed to benefit from 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 his <laughs> from himself from from his friend. We actually and the person has a bathhouse or an ala press or any other property in the city at least to a third party the one who made the vow the one who owns owns the press the bathhouse in town or the ala press so also the one who's subject to the vow is us forbidden to use the facility. He, can't enter, he cannot enter the bathhouse and he can't make usage of the Perez because he's benefiting from the owner. The owner vowed that he can't benefit from him. Even though there's a third party who's running it. But if the landlord doesn't retain any holding in the bathhouse or in the Alaprez mutter, and the, the subject of the vow is allowed to use the facility... Because he's not benefiting from him he gave it to a third partner what does it mean if it retains a holding in the facility then it's still his own so therefore if a person uses it the subject uses it he's benefiting from the owner but if he doesn't retain a holding he's, he rented it out he rented out the concession so then it's not his It belongs to the renter. So I'm not benefiting from the owner. I'm benefiting from the renter. And that's perfectly allowed. Own it and you lease it out. Could the person benefit? Could the person enter into the bathhouse? The the subject of the vow. The vow was that the subject can benefit from the owner. Is he benefiting from the owner? So he says, if he still has a concession, in other words, he still has usage of it, if he has a hand in it, then it still belongs to him, the owner. So then the, the subject is not allowed to enter into the bathhouse because he's benefiting from the owner. And there was, there's a vow, the owner made a vow that the subject can't benefit from it. It's sacred him, he's not allowed. But if he has no concession, and that means it belongs now to the, leaser, to the leaser, the one who leases it, the one who rented it out. So I'm not, So the subject is not benefiting from the owner. I'm benefiting from oh, the yes. one who leased it. So there's, there's no, pro- no prohibition. There's no we problem. Have this, uh, <laughs> the Mishnah continues. <laughs> if one says to his friend, <laughs> I make a vow. I'm not allowed to enter your house. Your house is off limits to me. It's prohibited to me. Or uh, I'm not allowed to purchase your field. Your field, I can't purchase because your field is sacred to me. If I buy your field, if I buy your field, then your field becomes prohibited to me. In other words, he doesn't say that I can't buy your field from you. That's not a Kind keinim has to be in an object. The act of buying is not an act. You can make kainum. You can make a vow. There's nothing. Sub, there's nothing of substance to that to, to, to become sacred. We're talking about your field. Your field is kainum to me. Your field, meaning, if I buy the field, then the field itself will become sacred to me, and I can't benefit from it. So then. May, say if the owner dies or he sells it to another mutter that we already had. The mother brought it earlier because it's no, it's no longer your field. I, I only made a vow that it's your house, your field. But now that it's no longer your field, you died, it belongs to your children, your inheritance, it's not yours, you inherited children. I never made a vow your children's field, your field. I never made a vow of someone else, a third party, who bought it from you. So then I can go ahead and buy the field, it's no longer koinim, I can enter the house, it's no longer it's no longer prohibited. If he says <laughs> koinim buy his <laughs> but if he says this house, this field then it doesn't matter. The prohibition was on this field, it didn't say your field. As long as it's yours, no. This field forever, but this house doesn't matter. If it, cha- yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter who owns it. So then it remains prohibited. That's the conclusion of the Mishnah. Tomorrow, mitzvah Shem, we we'll continue. Everyone have a good Shabbos.